10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5. God bless America, my flow is scary, scary. God bless America, my flow is scary. God, God, God bless America, my flow is scary. Up that thou wow, like my nigga coming after Africa, 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 Africa. But I be on my fitness shit, check out my fitness shit. Hey everyone, Darian Simone Harvin here with another episode of Am I Allowed to Light Anything? Okay, so here here is the thing. I am not afraid to admit that I'm blessed to know lots of people who have accomplished a lot of things in life already and are very experienced in the life sector and have lots of Twitter followers and people who I should probably be asking to be on my podcast. And it's not that I'm afraid, but it is more of that I understand that time is of the essence. So until then, you will have to listen to my very intelligent, high-performing, excellent, up-and-coming friends. Soleil Grant is a hip-hop DJ, artist, and creative who specifically works with other artists, music artists, to develop their brand and image, and she lives in Los Angeles. So we have an amazing conversation about hip-hop, about being women, about being 20-something women who love hip-hop right now, Taz's Angels, we also talk about because we love them, and social media. So I hope that you enjoy. Remember that you can subscribe to Am I Allowed to Like Anything on iTunes, and I just really believe that you all will enjoy this episode and be sure to pass along to others who you think will as well in all you were glad to be in new york oh my god it's so funny because like i had to explain to someone that new york feeds my soul and my soul is constantly being like rejuvenated and stimulated here and my energy is being like you know that little green emoji where this looks like a circle, three cir- three arrows in a triangle? The emoji? Mm-hmm. Oh, like the recycle one? Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My energy here, that's constantly happening to my energy when I'm here. Wow. Versus when I'm in L.A., I feel like I'm giving my energy out to anyone and everything. And mm-hmm. I get my energy from, like, music or, like, my really close friends. Yeah. Whereas here, I walk down the street and in 10 minutes... You're inspired. Yes. Because of the exposure. Like, that's what... And this is something that you've actually mentioned about L.A. and why you, and why you really grew to love it. In L.A., you, you are more in control of your time and of your space. And But I guess the downside of that is that you're not always around people and places and fashion and yeah. things and... You're not Definitely. you're not exposed to that at a moment's notice, but in New York, absolutely. Yeah. Like I'll be on the train and I'll be like, "What is even life right now?" Right. I'll be like, "I don't even know." <laughs> like, where are my headphones? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So this is what I really want to talk about mm-hmm. because I feel like I have seen your progression as a DJ. Thank you. And you have I really and and even just like your creative your creative progression and that growth and how uncomfortable it can be. Um, Whenever you're in a place where you've decided like, this is what I want to do. This is not going to be easy, but this is what I'm going to, for, for X, Y, and Z, they could be very personal reasons. They could be external reasons, but this is, 
this is what I want to do. And I know it's going to be really hard. And I know that I'm going to be confronted with a lot of people in this industry who are not going to fuck with me or yeah. that are going to make me feel uncomfortable. But I'm going yeah. to do it anyways. Well, that's a very interesting question because I feel like at this particular day in my personal history, Sunday, August 30th, I have come to like a new crossroads as a DJ. Mm. But I'll start from the beginning. So to me, DJing is, it's like, it's more than just wearing headphones and blending music. It's about... Oh, I know. I kind of tried to do it and I was like, I'm not even good at this. Yeah, I mean, like with anything, you have to be really passionate about it to continue. Right, right? exactly. And so for me, I just feel like I'm constantly reminded as to why the DJ is such an important pillar of hip-hop. It's like Mm. DJs bring music to the people. Right. DJs control the music at a party. Um, DJs help music live as long as it does, you know, like whether it's a song like uh, Got to Give It Up by Marvin Gaye or Hotline Bling by Drake. Mm -hmm. Like it's up to the DJs to keep that song moving through time, moving through space. Right. Moving through the people's ears. Exactly. And I think that's so incredible. And also with, you know, with things like the art world and and the ways in which people who are into interdisciplinary things come together to, like, seek out new just stimulation. DJs are in a place where we can really make our own art and people are going to accept it and understand it as, oh, this is coming from a DJ. So obviously it's it's not going to be like an album. It's not going to be like a whatever an art gallery or a music video is going to be something mixed something Mm -hmm. like that you know Mm -hmm. and I think that's a very special thing and so for me year after year it's been about like honing my craft technically Mm -hmm. um I'm a hip-hop DJ that's been a huge like way that I steer my ship because I don't really care to be a DJ who can do anything, who mm-hmm. can like play anything, who can, you know, be at, I don't know, the Hilton and DJing. Playing like, like house music. Right. Or but, even like Macklemore. Uh, but, but, but tell me, <laughs> and even like Macklemore. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I don't even have Macklemore in my Serato. Yeah. So tell me, why why is that though? Well, I, I don't, everything that I do, I do because of hip hop. Because of hip hop. Yeah. Right. There's nothing in this world that I'm going to do if it's disconnected from hip hop, unless it's an artist who I feel who who just speaks to me so much so, and I'm working directly with them. Right. For example, right now I'm working with an artist named Taylor Simone. She's a like like a new wave jazz neo soul electric artist, and I'm also working with another singer named Moxie Rea, who's like. R&B, hip-hop influenced pop singer. Yeah. Um, and like, they're my friends. They they can sing their asses off. That's the only reason I'd ever work with a singer. Right. And I would even also say, though, that your... I would say two things about your mixes, because yes, you are a hip-hop DJ, but I also feel like you push a certain style of DJ that is very, like, trap, 
Yeah. <laughs> I was like literally afraid to say it. But like no, your mixes no, no, are fine. very like yeah, like, like you love gunplay. Like you And love, I love street rap. And you I love, love street like street rap in yeah. like the type of street rap that existed when we were kids, street rap. Because there's a definitely like a difference. Um, I mean, I grew up listening to a lot of like I mean obvious the obvious, Jay Z, Biggie, um, just New York rap in general, Dipset, a lot of Gucci Man, Young Jeezy, Bone Thugs and Harmony. Uh, and so I, I, I used to always laugh because it's like I waited my whole life to DJ this music. So a lot of my a lot of my mixes do sound like they're kind of stuck in a certain time capsule sometimes. Mm-hmm. But we love that time capsule. Our generation loves that time capsule. Mm-hmm. We love it. We eat it up. We, we bask in it mm-hmm. very much. If I'm DJing for four hours straight, I gotta be DJing shit that I like. It's the only way that you can like stay awake and still move when you're DJing that long, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this time in particular, I feel like it's important to also acknowledge that anybody working in hip hop in any capacity has a very special opportunity to inspire political revolution, because that's you know we don't need to go there. Hip hop is that, right? Right. It is that. It was that. We don't have to go there, but what I've what I've what I have observed particularly about my podcast is it is almost impossible mm. not to talk about okay. race and oh, about yeah. okay. Oh you're so funny. Uh-oh. But no but no but really no, though, yeah. it's, I mean, it's you hard know, not I mean, to talk of, it's literally like it's, it's impossible. It's almost awkward to veer away from it. Yeah. Because we deal because we deal with it. Yes. And like, so but anyways, yes, with that continue. being said, um the book Between the World and Me by Tanahazi Coates. Mm-hmm. He has this quote that I love, and he says that no, this, this might not be verbatim, but he essentially says the gist is racism is not a product of race. Race is a product of racism. racism. And that is so important to remember. Right. That this racism we're all experiencing is the godfather of race. Right. It came first. Racism came first before the black and white separatism. Yeah, and I think that's honestly the most ironic part because it's like sometimes I wonder what what I would be doing, what you would be doing, what other people would be doing if we didn't have to deal with protecting like our bodies and protect and protecting our humanity. Yeah. Like, you know, like I think I think about all of even just like the brilliant people who I know and and how like we have to absolutely fight for just like we almost have to fight and hope and pray that other people who are not of color will become enlightened for something that like we deal with but they don't really experience and it's like well what would we all be doing like like mm-hmm. like where could my energy go if I if I wasn't right. worried about this all of the time if this wasn't something that really bothered me it's true you know I, I I think about that but any but and now we're at this place where it's hard why I say it's hard not to acknowledge race. right right but continue and so as a DJ as a woman I'm I'm very compelled to essentially take up space everywhere I am however the fuck I want to Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's important that if I'm DJing with five other female white DJs that I'm going to wear whatever the fuck I want. I'm going to play whatever the fuck I want. Mm-hmm. And it's also important that I'm not, like, faking the funk. And then I'm not, like, you know, creating some image or some persona that is whitewashed and easily digestible, consumable consumed. and digestible. Exactly. 
so that I can appeal to a certain crowd because that's just not what I want to do. And right. it's not, I'm not even knocking people who do that because everyone wants to end up somewhere else. Some, we all want to end up in different places. Yeah. Our end games are different. Right. But my end game is to preserve the elements of hip hop that I think are special, contribute to it in any way that I can, you know, work with whoever I want, live the way that I want and like inspire essentially inspire like little kids who were who I was the little me's yeah. of the world. And that is an <laughs> uncomfortable place to be. Yeah. It's I, I think that as a creative and also with with your mission you know, something that you and I talk about a lot is being in spaces where it's like we're we're not the, the top dog. Maybe we're the intern. Yeah. Maybe we have made a mistake. How do you how do you get past that mistake? How do you interact with people in in environments where like you don't even know if you should be speaking for some weird reason? And it's like I feel like we've both been in situations like that and it's mm-hmm. like it's like how do you, how have you gotten to a place where it's like you are in an uncomfortable setting and you have learned you've learned how to fight that and still remain true to who you are wow so i'd say a few things um i think the bullet points can be meditation (laughs) yeah patience and staying close to what makes you who you are so like for me meditation in the obvious way which is you know taking care of like your thoughts and preserving the the mind that is who you are and Mm -hmm. you know investing in that and like silencing that and being still but also lately I have to remind myself like okay if I have in one day if I'm meeting with five people and I'm making something and I'm releasing something seven times I have to meditate for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Before I walk into every single one of those meetings, I have to meditate and build myself up and like remind myself that all it takes is one moment to make immense progress. Wow. Right. So before I walk into that party, I need to remember why I'm going to this party in the first place. I need to remember why I wanted to meet with this person in the first place. I need to remember why releasing this is so important so that the energy behind everything I'm doing is as is is as whole as it could possibly be right the other thing is being patient and for me i mean that on a very like micro level because i'm generally i'm like a really patient person i've always been ever since i was little but now i'm learning that like i need to be patient with myself in the sense that if someone asks asks me what i think i'm allowed to be like i don't know let me think about that right and I think that that's so important because we are forced to, well, not, well, not right all the time. I would actually say like forced is, is the right word. Like maybe somebody isn't pushing me or shoving me, but with their words, it's like, I need an answer now. And it's like, you actually probably want a really fucking smart answer from me five minutes from now. Exactly. And like, that is where I actually believe change comes from. Yes. And so I'm learning that exactly what you just said, Darian, is like, this dialogue, we need to use it right. because people like realness. Right. One of my um, colleagues said the best thing the other day. We were having a creative meeting and he was like, before he said his like pitch, he was like, um, okay, so this could be stupid or this could be amazing. And then he said it. And it's like, perfect. That was the perfect intro. Right. 
you know? Yeah. This could be super, this could be amazing. Okay, great. Moving on, right. you know? And obviously, <laughs> he needed that to just move. Right. And you now gave me something that I'm going to start saying, which is, I'm going to have a really good answer in like five minutes. Yeah. But at the moment, I haven't even processed what you just said. Because in my opinion, it's like, of doing, we say we want change, and we say that things should be different, but we keep on using the same method, methods. And it's granted it's really hard to break from those methods Mm -hmm. but that's really the only way that that things change through different methods through different ways of communicating with people through setting up different types of teams like all of those really minuscule thoughts and and focuses that seem unimportant i feel like are actually the most important things in terms of making in terms of creating change whether it's like in an industry um within a company within a group of people absolutely i I really believe in that I agree. And the other thing that I feel like helps me is like keeping the, keeping things that I love close to me in the sense that, you know, a lot of my friends are not artistic and they're not in the industry and they don't even live near me. Mm-hmm. But I pick up the phone and I talk to them because like they transmit pure happiness to me. Right. You know? Right. Or it's like, you know, sometimes I'll be in a place and my hair looks different from every every single person's hair in the room. My clothes are different. My shoes are different. I talk different. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, but because I just finished listening to, like, my favorite Biggie song, I'm on some I don't give a fuck attitude. And right. so I can walk into any space and meet anybody because my energy is where it's supposed to be. Why? Because the things that keep me me, I'm constantly... I'm constantly engaging with. And I feel like as an entrepreneur, it's easy to convince yourself that Mm -hmm. you should stop working out. You should stop taking dance class. You should stop playing your intramural soccer game. You should stop downloading music because those things are a waste of time. But in reality, those things are there to keep you who you are, the person who like got you to where you are. Right. I I 100% agree with that. Yeah. Those are things that I'll never be able to let go of. And even just speaking about, I want to get into this because we both have opinions about it. And Mm -hmm. I want to pull up this, this tweet, Mm. um, in love with hip hop. Mm. (laughs) Ava DuVernay said this and it was, it was August 18th, which was like, a week, a week and a half ago, and she said, and this was truly in reference to NWA, the NWA and Straight Outta Compton, and just like the once again rising awareness of like Dr. Dre's and also other members of the group attitude and actions toward, towards women. Mm-hmm. And so she said, to be a woman who loves hip hop at times is to be in love with your abuser because the music was and is that, and yet the culture is ours. Essentially, your college thesis mm-hmm. was about how young women the, identify as hip hop culturally, right? And why that is not problematic, right? You just reminded me that I should probably DM her my my thesis like tonight. Yeah, you should actually because she follows me. I know she follows me too. It's like actually one of my favorite follows. So I'm gonna have to DM her my thesis now that you said that. But um, I mean, it's not problematic because. I mean, I don't know, like, how intellectual or how, like, lowbrow I should speak. But no, get into it. If Get intellectual. Whatever. I mean, essentially, we're all problematic, and so is she, and so was everyone. Right, and so, so am I, and so, so are you. Right. So with that being said, yeah. 
I feel like if there's consciousness and if there is, you know, introspection and self-awareness and you're constantly challenging things and also just kind of like being honest, mm-hmm. um, it's not an issue to identify as hip hop if you're a woman. And it's also like there are problematic things that have shaped us that aren't hip hop. So that isn't even really the the hardest part to grasp. I think the hardest part to grasp about women who love hip hop is the very, very specific rappers and genres of music that are like very, very misogynist and Mm -hmm. very, very sexist. Mm -hmm. And essentially, especially now in 2015, that is there, hip-hop has way more to offer than that. Right. And hip-hop also isn't just lyrics. It's music. It's dance. It's the way people walk. It's the way people dress. It's the way people express themselves. Right. And I and that is something that has really shaped my relationship with hip-hop, is that when we say hip-hop, really what I mean is the culture. And rap is an element of hip-hop. DJing is an element of hip-hop and graffiti is an element of hip-hop. You you, you know what I mean? Like, there are all of these different elements to the entire culture. Right. And so, honestly, like, my thesis was basically about how there is a new age group of women Mm -hmm. that need to be heard when it comes to feminism and when it comes to hip-hop who were born when hip-hop was in its golden age. Yeah. Which is very important to recognize because unlike a lot of self-proclaimed hip-hop feminists who grew up in a time when there was no rap music, literally, mm-hmm. right? They have a different relationship with it. We were born and Biggie was on his way out. Yeah. And we were on our way in. Yeah. And that was the backdrop, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's like... We're just as much a part of hip-hop as... Like, Ava DuVernay and Dr. Dre have a very different relationship than you and I and Dr. Dre. Yeah. Dr. Dre is a... Like, when it comes to the niggas who are on the radio, on the radio he's a he's like an old head. He's right. an OG. You know what I mean? Right. Like, their hip-hop isn't the same as our hip-hop, for sure. And I feel like it's important to recognize that hip-hop is a culture. Hip-hop has a history. It isn't this thing that you can hold in your hands and dissect. It's changing every second of the day. Yeah. And it is it is going to last forever. I know it is. Yeah. And um, I know I'm like jumping all over the place, but basically what some the reason why I wanted to make that distinction is because for some women, hip-hop isn't their abuser. It is that thing which actually empowers them. Yeah. For- to- for me, it very much is. Exactly. I feel like when I listen to rap, my confidence is like... Skyrocket. Skyrocket. And that's why... Out of this world. To Ava DuVernay, I mean, honestly, I totally understand her sentiment, and her, I agree with her sentiment, but I would have said... I would have just made the distinction in the sense that, like, hip-hop as an entity isn't the abuser. Mm-hmm. Not all of it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a little too general to say. And like, I mean, I've, you know, I've talked to tons of girls who are empowered by rap lyrics. They're empowered by hip hop, produ- like production, the way the music sounds. They're inspired by 
both ends of the body image spectrum. They're inspired by Video Vixens and the Foxy Browns and the Lil' Kims. And they're also inspired by the Missy Elliotts and the Debrats and present the female presence of other artists who play a huge role in hip hop like Erica Badu and Lauren Hill mm-hmm. who aren't rappers but they absolutely help shape hip hop. Mm-hmm. Um there are women who are empowered by the idea that like through writing and through using your voice you can just like construct your own narrative which is so rare for people especially women in like across the world. Hip hop is like the voice of the third world. Hip hop <laughs> is the voice of the underdog. It always yeah. has been. <sighs> but well, we say all that to say that what do we like? What do we love? Hip hop. What do we love? What do yeah. we love before? No, I said we say all of this to say that we love it. That we love it. Oh that yeah. We, that we love hip hop, and that also even a lot of what you said touches upon intersectionality. Yeah. Um, which is also a thing within hip hop as well. Oh yeah. Uh, but I want to move on to the plus one segment. Cool. That was my beatbox. Um, okay, I want to let you go first because you're the guest. Oh, I I, I want to pick something that's good and interesting. So I'm having a hard time. Thanks. Yeah, I guess there's no... We could talk through it. Well, I guess... Am I allowed to just sit, talk about social media? Yeah, social media. Your plus one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I used to be against. <laughs> I used to be against social media. I used. And so when? Until right before I met you. Okay. I had no social media. I had no Facebook. I had deleted my Twitter. There was no Instagram at the time, and not only did I just exist on Earth and not on the internet, and I'll get back to that. Mm-hmm. Cause if you don't exist on the internet, you might wanna you might wanna uh, you might wanna reconsider that <laughs> for World War Three purposes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I used to only exist on Earth, and I was also a little snobby about it. You know, I'm like, oh, I'm not. Da, 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 da. But 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 no, like the internet and social media allow you to get in touch with, allow you to. enter into conversations that are happening all over the world Mm -hmm. and on on like the best apps you can see them happening in real time or recorded video or photos um and what has that done for you like what how has that helped you that's helped me to connect dots of understanding I mean, I'll just take it back to like Ferguson when when mm-hmm. when um, Michael Brown last year when he was shot and all of the mayhem that followed happened. If you weren't on the internet watching, you were being force fed some bullshit on TV right. that wasn't true. In 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 the in the worst part about it is that some people still are. Yeah, my parents. Yes. Yes. Well, not yes to agreeing to your parents, but like. But yes, because and, me- and that is why I screenshot my parents. Yes. In group chats, like I just want you to know. Yeah, that, I need like, you to know what's actually right, happening. I need you, know? you to know what's actually. I mean, not that I'm trying to like 
act all fresh on them. Like, right. that's no, not the no, thing. No. But, it's like, but it's just like, I know, know that this is what you're watching, but this is what you're missing. And I want to make sure that, yes. you're not mi- that you're not missing this. Yes. And then when you talk about things that we've all been waiting for, you know, through Twitter and through Facebook and through everything, through every medium that is literally being archived, right, by the federal government, um, we are creating our own narrative that is as honest as it could possibly be. It's coming from like our lips and our thumbs and our mouths. And I mean, obviously some people aren't being honest, but for the people that are, it's um, like a hundred years from now, this shit is going to be golden. Sharing ideas, sharing art, the birth of the entrepreneur who is being catalyzed by the internet. Like all of these things that are really reshaping our world. Social media plays a huge role in them. And also like the idea that it's opening up the conversation. I feel like so many important conversations wouldn't even be had. Right. If it weren't for the internet. Right. So many people who are racist as fuck, sexist as fuck, just downright disrespectful are being held accountable because the internet is holding them accountable. Right. The people are the holding people are holding them accountable. If they just said it, you know, on ET, whatever, entertainment tonight, and then that episode is over and it's never coming back, that person would never be held accountable for whatever they said. Right. And they should be. And they absolutely should be. And granted, there are, there's a lot of crazy, just straight foolery happening on the internet and that is in the sense where it's like, you know, you got to take it with a grain of salt and you got to take the bad with the good. And everyone's going to, you know, there's always going to be a sour apple in this, in a situation. It's like that in music. It's like that in uh, magazine, in the magazine world. It's like that on the news. It's like that even in like, you know, people who are going green and shit. There's always people who are like creating <laughs> <Going> green. <laughs> There's always, there's always, like, a group of people who are kind of making it bad for everyone. But I just feel like social media is amazing. And just technology, just, like, the idea of, like, technology and, like, the clouds and this and that. I mean, even just being here in New York and, like, just little things. Like, I can log into my account from somebody else's device and, like, transfer money from this bank account to another bank account. Right. And then get an uber home and i don't even have a phone or any money on me like yeah. it's just certain things that i mean you can really 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 like do some serious shit and like i think about it because i have a little sister and i think about how my sister the only limitations my sister has at her age are the same limitations that i have at 23 wow i could yeah. use a little bit more money and I could use a little bit more time. But my resources, as far as the knowledge the that I can tap into, are the same. And they're the same for any five-year-old who wants to get on the internet and educate themselves as well. And, like, it's going to change. Once once the right group of people can, can, like, harness it and, like, really systematize it, it could really just change. I mean, it's going to change everything. It's going to change education. It's going to change everything. Like, apps and the internet and just like making things easier making things quicker and making things more seamless and it's 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 like ending traditions like very special traditions that we all you know love like touching a newspaper going to the mailbox whatever 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 but at the but it's also like shortening the learning curve mm-hmm. and that's buying us more time and that's amazing <sighs> i don't have anything else to say i just want to do my plus one go
<laughs> this has been a long time in the making. I'm I want- winded. I'm long winded, y'all. I know, but but you're so articulate. The streets need you. Streets need me. Streets need me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, my plus one is Taz's Angels. Oh my my girls, my girls. I was just watching them. Um, fifteen hundred seconds. Fifteen hundred seconds, and I'm gonna watch those. I'm gonna watch those seconds. I'd rather watch it than watch they, the TV. Right. Oh. Blood, can we get a reality? Can we get a Taz's Angels? I hear, I hear that that's happening. I, I heard that they're. Well, well, actually, I don't know if that's true, but I heard that they are. Or I'm sure people have spoken to them about. I'm sure there are production companies yeah. that have spoken to them about it. But it's gonna be. Late. I I feel like my love for Taz's Angels. I am not that girl at all. Like, I, like I'm just not like. So many people would categorize them as like Instagram models or Instagram hoes or whatever. And it's like anybody who knows me knows that is like so polar opposite of who I am. But I love them. I think I I love them not just because I'm not that, but just because like they're carefree. They're carefree. And like I appreciate all different types of women. Yes. And I might not know everything beyond the parties that they promote what else goes on in the in their home anything else beyond their snapchat even though they do put a lot of conversations on their snapchat mm-hmm. and as of recently they've been putting like their conflicts it's 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 been very very um, real world mcv yeah but i just really really appreciate like their what they're trying to do or what it's what it at least seems like they're doing and i love that at least it doesn't their actions don't reflect that they really care what other people think about them. Yeah. And they're just gorgeous. Kiki's my favorite. I don't know if I know which one. She's like kind of the tomboy. She wears the hats and the Jordans. Oh, yeah. She doesn't really go on that often, but... I like White Ashley. Who's the other Ashley? I don't know. I just call her White Ashley. (laughs) And I like like AB. I like like AB. I like like all all, of them, I like Taz's Angels because... I want them to come on my podcast. I'm going to Art Basel. We. We are going. We're going... We are going to have a podcast with Taz's Angels. Right, like, and we're in... It's going to happen. They're going to come on the podcast. All right, cool. Cool. Um, And they're going to... They're also going to listen to this episode. I'm I'm like... I'm going to, like... I don't... We gotta drop it. Yeah, like, I'm a, I'm a Snapchat it to him. Yeah. I'm a Snapchat it to him. We... I love Taz's Angels also because there's something just so empowering about their personalities, like what you said, in the sense of, like, they just seem so free. And BBLU is an important element. What is that? Bad bitches link up. Yes, yes. Because they're... I mean, I know that they have their conflict. I know that they do not all like each other equally. Right. But it's like... Yes to this common idea that good-looking women can be friends. Right. Or, like, not even just, I mean, good-looking. Just by, women by who women. are confident right. and like, like themselves can actually like another girl who's the same way. Right. Right. Like, there's this gif. I think it's, like, Nicki Minaj, and she's sitting someplace, and she's, like, clapping her hands. And it's, like, when you see another girl, like, when you see another bad bitch, and it's, like, yeah. yes. Like, yeah. that, like, that is really where my inspiration and, in, in like, some of my strength comes from. Yes. Truly, it does. Yeah. Like, I love complimenting other girls. I love, like... I'm never gonna be the girl in the setting of a girl in a setting of another group of women who's like not speaking. Right. I always am just because to me it's like women are so much more like conversational sometimes and very much more open. And I'm over here 
just trying to like learn and to get yes. to know other people. Like you already know how I am. Like I yeah. very much love speaking to people. I love learning about people. I yeah. love I love engulfing people in these different conversations that really make them think and where I can learn more about other people. And I'm never gonna be that girl that's like stank. That looks yeah. stank. Or at least I hope I don't look that way. Yeah. Um but no, yeah. I, so I shout totally out to Taz's agree. Angels. They're my yeah. plus one. They're gonna come on my podcast. Yeah. And could you? Oh, that would be an amazing part. Seriously. Oh my god, that would go viral. Like that would be amazing. Yeah, and I, I love them all because they're all so different, and they're right. all the beauty in which they all possess is different. Mm-hmm. I think that it's every girl's goal to be free. Yeah. Mentally, emotionally, spiritually, sexually free. Yeah. Right. Right. And they're in, like, I feel like they inspire you to do that. Yeah. I, I agree. Because like I don't have to look like them. I don't have to yeah, live no, their lifestyle. But like that mentality of doing whatever I want, feeling what it however yeah. I want is In, is it, transmittable. Including feeling like weird or uncomfortable or whatever because they also own those feelings as well. Right. You know, when they feel embarrassed or when they feel whatever. And so I think I think it's cool. I think it's cool. It's cool. All right. Awesome. Soleil, I'm so glad this happened. Me too. <gasps> I'm going to be back in New York soon, and Darian's going to be in L.A. soon. I will. I'm trying to do a couple of weeks working in L.A., so. Nice. Until until we meet again. Until we meet again. <laughs>